The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever wondered if power and happiness were closer than you thought? What if conscious and happy life weren't an unattainable dream? Let it start with you now. Welcome to Conscious Life and Living with your host, Jackie Chapman. Our program will help you discover that you are infinitely greater than anything you could imagine. Now, here's Jackie Chapman. Welcome to Conscious Life and Living. I'm your host, Jackie Chapman, and I'm so grateful for you to be joining us today. Oh, we have such a special hour coming up. I have with me a very special guest. Her name is Tana Whitemore. And our topic today is called Giving Nature a Voice. And Tana has been um, in this journey of giving nature a voice and exploring what that is um, and how the consciousness of the planet uh, can speak to us in ways that maybe some of us haven't even imagined were possible. And so um, I'm going to just welcome you, Tana, and thank you so much for being here today. Um, and how does it get any better than this to have you joining us and just giving us a little view into your world and, and, and what you are creating? Well, thank you, Jackie, and welcome to all the listeners. This is always, always a privilege, and as we were actually talking just a few minutes ago, this is an enormous opportunity, and when these opportunities come by, it is usually because, you know, there's information that is wanted. It is information that people are ready to hear, and, and my journey of waking up to the consciousness of all life and honoring and the respect of all life has, you know, it's been unfolding since I was a child, but um, in, the, in the most recent years, it's come out, you know, in a, in a dynamic that I never would have expected, as most of us, you know, some of our, our greatest adventures are the most unexpected. Yeah, yeah, and you have um, a, a, something called Sacred Ground International. Do you want to kind of um, talk about that to kind of open up where we're going with the show? Um, Sacred Ground International is a uh, not-for-profit organization um, that I founded. Um, the very, very brief backstory is I grew up on this ranch. I came here when I was five. And I grew up here, and it's very remote and very isolated, and it's out on the Crow Indian Reservation in Montana. And I came here with my mother, and, and uh, who married my stepfather. And then I left here as quickly as I could, and I went out into the world and um, had another complete life. And in a twist of fate, I ended up coming home uh, for a visit. I had just lost my multi-million dollar company in an mm-hmm. industry crash, and I came home to do what we call cry on the mountain. I am part native, uh, though that was not ever known to anyone because that was something that we always kept hidden. It wasn't mm-hmm. popular to be native in those days. And I came home, 
and uh, to cry on the mountain. And as circumstances would have it, I ended up inheriting the ranch. And so it was my mother and I, and at that point, the ranch had been devastated. Obviously, I was economically devastated. My mother was economically devastated. So we started Mm -hmm. Sacred Ground International, this not-for-profit, and decided to turn the ranch into a preserve and Mm -hmm. also a a center for education and a, a place a gathering place where people from all indigenous cultures could come and gather for a variety of reasons. But ultimately, it was to reconnect with nature or reconnect with uh, very important subjects and topics to humanity uh, in the setting of nature. So we started, you know, a teepee village and camps and classes and all kinds of activities. And within that, uh, came also another great twist of faith that I had never anticipated was we mm-hmm. ended up with buffalo. Um, oh. it, um, buffalo were donated. Uh, they felt that because I had uh, all of these acres and this beautiful mountain and this beautiful landscape that, uh, and as long as we were, we were talking about nature, that we needed to restore the landscape to its natural habitat and its natural inhabitants which were buffalo, and then, of course, um, then um, (laughs) many of of our great uh, and wondrous supporters, you know, said, well, you've got to have wild wild mustangs, too, because they were here. (laughs) (laughs) So we ended up with buffalo and mustangs and lots and lots of, you know, the thousands and thousands of people who have come through and left their mark their prayers, their time, uh, their tears, their joys. Mm. It's been an extraordinary, extraordinary journey and experience. Wow, it sounds like a beautiful ranch in a beautiful space. Yeah, I was looking up online um, some of your websites um, before we had this show. And one of the websites, there was something there that struck me um, that you put a quote about the ancient ones. Um, mm which is speaking from the buffalo, right? Yes. And uh, the words are, we are the ancient ones who have returned for our people, all people, once we filled their bellies, sheltered their bodies, taught their spirits, we have returned. And I thought that was so beautiful. Um, And I just love the energy of it. Can you speak a little bit more about that? Well, now you're really touching my heart. Um, Um. This is highly, highly emotional for me because, as I said, it was not my idea to raise buffalo. I knew nothing about buffalo. I'd seen them in Yellowstone Park like everyone else. Certainly, mm-hmm. I had an affinity for them. They were part of my, I'm going to call it my subculture or my, um, my native culture, um, but I was walking in, in many worlds. And uh, mm-hmm. the buffalo, when I was notified, actually, I, the first three buffalo came as a Christmas present, and that's uh, that's not that's more than a puppy. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, uh, and I, I I was terrified. And then more came and more came, and we started with this very small little herd. And when they finally arrived, and they were in the corral, and you know we had fences that would barely hold, you know. A, a tumbleweed, I was not prepared, mm-hmm. nor did we have the economics to build, you know, what, what we needed for buffalo. So mm-hmm. I knew that I had to just go out and really, really commune and talk to these buffalo, and, and we had to make friends really, really fast um, <laughs> in order to have the collaboration, because otherwise it was going to be an extraordinary mess. 
And I did. Mm-hmm. I went out and I literally sat with them and just sat there quietly. And finally I said, I don't, I don't know what you're doing here. I don't know how to take care of you. So I really, really need your help. Can you tell me why you have come to this place? Because obviously it's no accident that you're here. I don't believe in coincidences. So when I mm-hmm. sat very quietly, that's the, the, what you have just read is what the buffalo said to me. Wow. And it brought me, you know, just so close to tears. And what I realized was that, you know, that they were on a mission, mm-hmm. um, that I was, you know, that I may look like the caretaker, but they were really here to teach me. They were really here on purpose. And it was more my job to listen, to pay attention, and to be an advocate and a voice for them um, as I was learning. And, you know, we have now had them for, well, since 94, you know, since 96. And Mm -hmm. so it's been a long time. And um, over all of these years, I am still learning as they are still teaching me who they are. But the beautiful part about that is that I know that it it expands beyond the buffalo. It expands to the horses, to the land itself. And, you know, there's this native appreciation that, you know, the natives know how to talk to water or they know how to Mm -hmm. talk to the wind. And the Mm -hmm. point is, is that the natives did that because they lived in nature. And it's just as we learn how to run our households, they learn how to live in nature. And part of living in nature is to listen to it and collaborate. So it wasn't extraordinary. It was very ordinary and very necessary. Wow. So that really hasn't changed. It's mankind that has stopped listening because it, it didn't feel necessary anymore. We've, we've changed our lifestyle and so forth. Well, living back mm-hmm. in this very remote place, living very close to the land, and now having to communicate with nature again on levels that I hadn't since I was a child, it was very eye-opening, incredibly humbling, and I have been their servant all these years. Wow, so there's a lot of trust in, in that whole statement well, not only trust, uh, it, it became, you know, they say that necessity is quite an inventor. Um, I, it, it was absolutely necessary. I had to collaborate with these buffalo because I really had no facilities, no way of raising or taking care of these animals. They had to teach me what they needed and when they needed, and I needed to, I needed to listen. It was a matter of survival, I felt. I had not a clue what I was doing, and everybody was so excited for me, and mm. they just had no idea what, what I'd gotten, what they had done for me, and <laughs> yeah, on many levels, but, wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. So, so then, after they began to speak with you, what more came with, with that? Well, you know, there's, there's so many occurrences that happen to us daily that we take for granted. Mm. And many of us have pets, and we think our pets are so special. They're so smart. They're just not even dogs. They're not even cats. You know, they're part human. Yeah. And we make exceptions for different parts of nature. It, it's so interesting. Um, and I've, I've known since I was a child, and because I'm also very intuitive, I've known all of nature definitely um, has its own way of communicating. But sitting with the buffalo and hearing them very, very clearly, um, and they're not pushovers. And right. that they, they, 
You know, they are very stern. They're very large. But the thing about buffalo is they have enormous hearts. They're very loving. And in that quote where they say that they have returned for the people on all those levels, physically, mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually, yeah. and they mean that. And what we also don't understand, you know, or that we take for granted is, you know, when you just, you just know the phone's about to ring and we know that it's grandma, and sure yeah. enough it is. Yeah. You know, we all have this, you know, this telepathic ability that we don't use. And they opened up this whole world of an expanded understanding of the telepathy that goes on all the time. Yeah. And I had to join the National Bison Association to try and get the basics of <laughs> what, I would, what I would need to learn. And I, and I found that most of that was very commercially based. But what I did appreciate is one of the uh, speakers they brought in uh, to talk to everyone about the handling facilities came to a conclusion after several days of showing us a variety from everything from cement mazes to, you know, some barbed wire fences, said mm-hmm. that the most effective way of communicating and uh, managing buffalo is telepathically. Wow. Wow. Because, because they still have that, mm. that ancient DNA. They still are close enough, and they have not been you know, genetically modified. They haven't been modified to where they have lost that. They have not been domesticated to the point where they have lost that. So their ability to, to you know, communicate telepathically is incredible. That's amazing. It does. Wow. I don't even have to be near them. I can be. They can be up <laughs> on the mountain, and I can hear messages coming from them. Oh my uh, gosh! I can Tana, send messages we'll, to them. We'll be going to break. We'll be right back. And thank you. This is amazing. We're going to be talking about the sacred hunt when we come back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Jackie Chapman is a certified facilitator for Access Consciousness. She offers classes worldwide and is a global change agent seeking to raise the consciousness of the planet. If you're seeking for more, connect with Jackie through her website at JackieChapman.com for a list of her events, schedule, and to schedule classes in your area with her. Jackie offers dynamic private and group sessions, as well as business consultations via Skype, phone, and in person. JackieChapman.com. That's J-A-C-Q-U-E, Chapman.com. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. What if you created your body to be the ultimate physical expression of you, the infinite being? Visit JackieChapman.com and explore the beautiful You class. This class explores the over 60 access consciousness energetic body processes designed to give you the invitation to the infinite possibilities of You. What if You being is the most beautiful sight this planet has ever seen? Find out more at JackieChapman.com forward slash beauty or click on the banner now. Your beautiful body is waiting for you to unleash its potential. 
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned to Conscious Life and Living with Jackie Chapman. Reach out to us today on the show by calling in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at JackieChapman.com. That's radio at J-A-C-Q-U-E-C-H-A-P-M-A-N.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Conscious Life and Living. I'm your host, Jackie Chapman. And today, what an amazing subject we're talking about. We have a guest, Tana Whitemore, with us. And wow, we're, we're talking about the buffalo on her ranch in Montana and what she has been learning uh, with the consciousness um, of the animals and the planet and that there is such a gifting and receiving that um, and an exchange that happens with um, the animals and with the earth and us. And so, Tana, thank you again for being here with us. It's a great pleasure. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> I had started to talk a little bit about the Sacred Hunt Project and uh, just wanted to uh, read something that you have on one of your websites about it that says, The Sacred Hunt Project was inspired by an old teaching. The hunt is a ceremony of giving and receiving, honoring the gifts given to each other. It is important to honor the giving of a life by accepting and using all of its gift gifts with gratitude and respect it is all sacred can you speak more about this um, teaching that's referenced here and what you know it's um, again a second quote uh, you, you touched my heart so deeply it, it, I, mm. I, um, it's, a, it's very emotional for me that quote as beautiful you know it, that truth is, is beautiful in itself and yet it is uh, part of an even larger one. And as I've been talking about the buffalo, the buffalo herd grew to a size where um, I had to address what I was going to do about culling and keeping the herd healthy. Mm-hmm. And because this was not a commercial endeavor, it was about putting buffalo back on the land and allowing them to live naturally. Mm-hmm. I, had, I still had to address culling and keeping the, um, the size of the herd to accommodate the landscape. And this was torturous for me because I swore on, on everything that I would never, ever take them to town. I would never sell them commercially and so forth. And to condense the story and bring it down, I had been approached by many, many people saying, well, why don't you open it to hunts? And mm-hmm. I've got to tell you, uh, my entire life I have been incredibly prejudiced against hunting. I'm, you know, I'm one of those Bambi people, and, and when mm-hmm. I'm, I also have an expanded understanding of, of uh, nature and, of course, growing up with these buffalo, they were my family. And yeah. I certainly couldn't, I could not consider that. And I literally said over my dead body. And then one night I was out on my back stoop, and I was praying and crying, literally crying, and again, I was, um, you can almost call it like a, a visitation, mm-hmm. um, and I, I was taught this very, very important and very, it changed my life, uh, and the teaching is that hunting um, is actually part of a sacred trilogy, that mm-hmm. the hunter is sacred, 
the hunt itself is sacred, and the hunted is sacred. So that's all three, and all three must be addressed all at the same time. And I was also told that I had to respect the buffalo, that the buffalo were literally on the planet to provide. This is a mm-hmm. species that is on the planet to provide. And they, in order right. to fulfill their destiny, in order to fulfill their purpose, they needed to provide. And that is what the buffalo were doing here. They wanted to continue to be able to provide. So I had to open myself to the hunting. And that absolutely mm. screamed inside of me. There was nothing inside of me that could go along with this. Well, I'll fast forward, and of course I agreed to it. It was like this spiritual awakening. It was like this spiritual command, and it was, the you know, when I went to the buffalo with it, they looked at me as if, get over it. Just get over yourself. <laughs> of wow. course that's why we're here. Of course that's what we're doing here. And it is for you to share with the people and help them to understand that they are participating in a sacred event. That not only are the buffalo sacred, but the hunter themselves is sacred. And, and I find that very few hunters consider themselves sacred. They consider themselves, so they look at themselves and they prepare for a hunt in a lot of different ways, but mm. never with viewing themselves as preparing for a sacred exchange of gifts. Wow. And that is exactly what wow. occurs. And though we have a protocol that um, addresses actually teaching and preparing people to be able to go out on the mountain and meet with the, with the animals uh, so that they're fully prepared and they understand what they're doing. They understand that they're now on a sacred mission. They have been prepared for that. They have gone through a smudging ceremony, and we, call it, and we do it in the Native way because that is, that is my way. It is Native to this land. But it mm-hmm. is kind of addressing uh, all indigenous peoples have some form of cleansing or you get cleaned up before you go to meet um, this, this animal. Mm. And it's the same for elk or deer, but, you know, right now we're addressing the buffalo. And when these people, they are reminded that they have a sacred mission to go, and they are delivering the gift that the hunter gives is a, is a crossing of respect and honor, that that animal is being addressed, they are being seen and recognized for the gift of who they are, the gifts that they have given the land during their lifetime, and the gifts that they are about to give to that family that is harvesting them now. And how wonderful to know that your life has, has meaning and is being seen and recognized. So it is their fulfillment of their destiny. And for them, this is what they have told me. It's taken me a long time to understand this. But the buffalo tell me that this is the greatest thing of all, to be honored and respected as you cross and to be assisted in this very honoring way. Now, the animals, the buffalo, always, always set themselves apart. So the hunter is never allowed to pick one out and say, oh, I want that one, or that's a great great bull standing on that hill over there. The animal mm. is always, always selecting the hunter. Isn't that interesting? Wow. So how does that happen? I know it, do- it sounds confusing, but <laughs> when we are here back at home base, now, it's already been agreed upon that they want a bull, they, they want, you know, a cow for, mm-hmm. for meat, for family meat. So it's already decided what animal they want, and they don't believe it. But they, mm-hmm. bless their hearts, they go along with the protocol, <laughs> and we telepathically send the messages that we are talking now to a young bull. We are now talking to a, a, a cow, 
and they send mm. out their message, their telepathic messages. So the buffalo are listening the whole time. They know what's expected, and those animals are already prepared. Now, the hunters never believe this is really happening until we get them on site. And so up the mountain they go, and they journey up through all different kinds of weather conditions. Mm. And when they get there, they are always amazed because there's that cow. There's that bull. And they literally watch these animals pull themselves out of the herd. They go off by themselves. They set themselves up. And sometimes they even turn their head because it's a very tiny mark. Mm. And the hunter is only allowed one shot. And, you know, they get fully prepared. But we keep telling them if they do this preparation, and it's like a prayer. And we use tobacco and we ask them to say a prayer that their shot will be absolutely pure and clean. We always have a backup shooter to make sure that that animal is honored and goes down very quickly. So we also have the quality of meat. But in that, in that process, the, the hunters, you know, they come back and they say, I can't believe that really happened. They really did set themselves apart. And, of course, when the animal goes down, they also get to watch the family members of that animal will come in to say goodbye. And that is always so heart-rendering. And some hunters even say, I don't know if I can take the shot. And I remind them that if that happens to them, that they are there on a mission. And that exchange of gifts is so important. And that buffalo, you know, they tell me that the buffalo spirit actually enters the hunter and with the gift of promising to always be there, to always be there for that individual. And that that hunter then receives the gifts of all that gratitude and that it actually Mm -hmm. makes them better people, better hunters, more respectful people. Because when they go there and they actually see that that happens, when Mm -hmm. they actually have the experience that this animal is collaborating and saying, Mm -hmm. thank you for honoring me in this way, and there is that exchange, the hunters come back and they have tears in their eyes and they say, I I can't believe that really happened. And -hmm. before they leave, I try and remind them that, Prepare yourself, and again, when you go hunting for elk or deer, and telepathically send the messages out there that you are coming today. And for those Mm -hmm. deer, those elk, those animals that are prepared to cross, that you are here to honor and respect them and to do and to see that hunt as an exchange of gifts rather than tracking something down and cornering it and Mm -hmm. and killing it. It can be a completely different experience if you go into it, and then you will see, and you've heard the hunting stories. You know that elk came out of nowhere. We've been hunting all day long. Mm -hmm. We hadn't seen a thing, and then suddenly there was this beautiful animal just standing there like he was just waiting for me. You've heard these stories time and time and time again. Wow. Wow. It's so powerful. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And we've now been doing this for eight years, and the testimonies are heart-rendering, and I'm still learning. Every, every year and every season, you know, the buffalo give me points and more and more points. Last year, there was very, very important that the hunter, uh, we started bringing in young, young men uh, and, and young girls, um, and it was always a rite of passage, so we would always have as, as many, uh, preferably three generations present. We would have uncles or aunties or uh, parents there so that that young person could learn in their first hunt, and especially, you know, for a buffalo, that they could really have mm-hmm. that experience. 
so that they could carry that with them in every other hunt that they ever go on. Wow. It has to be life-changing for every, everyone involved. The hunters I mean, always tell me, and one of the sweet things is they have mm-hmm. tears in their eyes, and they say, how can I ever tell anybody about this? They'll never believe me. <laughs> That's so amazing and beautiful and powerful. Wow. Well, the greatest wow. teaching of all of this is, yes, we are talking about the sacred hunts, and this is what we do here, um, but it is it speaks to just one portion of, and it's a very, very impactful story and a very impactful project that, again, it talks, again, to how nature is communicating with us when we will listen and yeah. when, you know, this is staged. This is a project. It is focused, and so people are, are lined up, and, they, and they are told, okay, you're going to focus. You're going to send prayers out. This is how you're mm-hmm. going to act. This is what you're going to do. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could have more events in our lives or if we could just openly say, okay, I'm ready to listen. I'm going to listen to that tree in my front yard when I pass by. I'm going to say hello. I'm going to, you know, just suddenly start participating, acting as if, and just watch what, what comes back. Just That's start so to feel beautiful. that suddenly yeah. you're, you're, feeling, you're feeling more welcome. You're walking into your yard as if you're walking into your yard. Your flowers are suddenly, you know, you suddenly feel like they, they perked up when they saw you. And yeah. that tree, that little branch kind of, you know, you suddenly feel recognized when you come home. It's because you've been talking to them. Nature will talk back and you will begin to feel it. Mm, thank you, Tana. All That's, of our DNA. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we have to go to break real quick, and we'll be just a minute when we come back. Uh, if you could share some of the stories of, of the people and the animals, I would love to hear that. Certainly. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com What if you created your body to be the ultimate physical expression of you? The infinite being. Visit JackieChapman.com and explore the beautiful you class. This class explores the over 60 access consciousness energetic body processes designed to give you the invitation to the infinite possibilities of you. What if you being is the most beautiful sight this planet has ever seen? Find out more at JackieChapman.com forward slash beauty or click on the banner now. Your beautiful body is waiting for you to unleash its potential. When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Jackie Chapman is a certified facilitator for Access Consciousness. She offers classes worldwide and is a global change agent seeking to raise the consciousness of the planet. If you're seeking for more, connect with Jackie through her website at JackieChapman.com for a list of her events, schedule, and to schedule classes in your area with her. 
Jackie offers dynamic private and group sessions, as well as business consultations via Skype, phone, and in person. JackieChapman.com. That's J-A-C-Q-U-E, Chapman.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned to Conscious Life and Living with Jackie Chapman. Reach out to us today on the show by calling in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at JackieChapman.com. That's radio at J-A-C-Q-U-E-C-H-A-P-M-A-N.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jackie Chapman. You're listening to Conscious Life and Living. And today our topic is is called uh, Giving Nature a Voice. And we have a beautiful woman named Tana Whitemore as our guest today. And Tana, thank you so much. What what you've been sharing just in these last little bit has been so expansive and so generative and such a joy to get to be part of this. So thank you so much for coming on today to, to speak with us. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I'm going to continue. Uh, I had asked for the opportunity because this is, this is so very, very important and it speaks very much to the much of, of what you're attempting to achieve, you know, with your wonderful program. And with all of these buffalo, and we've talked about the communication with nature, and one of the greatest gifts that the buffalo have given to me is actually this hunt program because, as I said, when this all began, I, was, I really walked into it kicking and screaming and literally heartbroken that I, the very, very, very last thing that I knew I would ever agree to would be hunting, let alone would I be conducting them or guiding them or teaching people how to go into them and have the most extraordinary experience of their lives. And mm-hmm. all of this was guided and taught to me um, by the buffalo and all of this information came in, and it was my directive, and I did it with such a screaming, broken heart, and it was so hard and so difficult. And over these years, you know, in the early years, um, the people that came can, can attest that I cried through a great deal of it. Um, I would tear up throughout the ceremony. I would mm-hmm. tear up during the talks, and I would just kept tearing up and tearing up because it was heartbreaking for me to be doing this. And here the buffalo, like I said, the buffalo would look at me and they'd say, get over it. Wow. What you really need to understand, Tanah, is that this is a beautiful, expansive event. Mm-hmm. We look at death in such a diminishing way. And the way the buffalo, the way nature has taught me that mm-hmm. it is a crossing over. It is wow. a crossing over and, and then into a freedom. It's like dropping the suit and and flying onwards and wow. for the buffalo it is nothing it is it doesn't have all that emotion it has the blessing of the respect and the honoring of the event and everyone is everyone is respected that hunter is respected as this amazing person you know it's like in the um we talked about the initiation of you know young hunters and when they come that the hunter is so supported in going for their very first hunt that they are held in such high regard and respect because of what they're going to do that day they are going to go out and have these 
this enormous and beautiful sacred exchange of gifts mm-hmm. with this incredible animal. And so the hunter is always supported and held very high. And just this whole way of thinking has been the buffalo's gift to me. And I've had to repeatedly apologize year after year mm-hmm. to all the hunters that come for all the years that I was so diminishing uh, energetically and in my conversations about hunting. And who would have mm-hmm. thought that my greatest nemesis would be my mm-hmm. greatest teacher? And the wow. buffalo have taught me that where else in my life am I prejudiced? Where else am I judging where I don't actually understand what's really going on? And that nature, the whole circle of nature, um, is, is an enormous teacher of an expanded view that is waiting for all of us, each and every one of us, to experience a greater way of enjoying life. I mean, what an expanded version of life. What an enormous opportunity to enjoy it on levels we never dreamt of. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, and, and just as you're talking about that expansion, it's so easy to be in a little space about what is and is not and all these definitions when there's so much more. If you just ask, there's so much more available. Wow. And do you have any, um, I think you had mentioned earlier, maybe a story about um, one of the animals? In- oh, I have, I have so many, many stories, but I'm going to tell you one that is, that is very, very, very special, and maybe I can even squeeze in two. I'm going to tell you the first one. I, I hadn't thought of this one, but I, I am going to share with this because this was very early on. This yeah. is one of the very first things that happened. And what, amongst the very first animals that we got, we got, uh, I received two cows that were pregnant when, when they came in. And so we were going to have babies. Oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And I remember we had them in this very small pasture, and I kept, I was so excited and, and waiting for these babies that I would go up at dusk. And I knew that these were big, powerful animals, and I was supposed to be afraid of them. And I'd, so I'd go crawling away from the fence line in the gate, and I'd sneak up to see if we had any babies yet. And this one night, they were on the far side of the pasture, so I had to really go far and, uh, boy, I didn't want to get caught out there because I was on foot and I, hadn't, I couldn't run that fast if, if they decided those mothers, especially if they were angry or very protective. And mm-hmm. anyway, I got all the way out there. There were no babies, but sure enough, they spotted me and two cows came at me and everything inside of me froze. I was terrified. I knew I was dead because here they came and they yeah. were coming slowly. They were coming on the run and there was no way I was ever going to make it back to the gate or the fence. I was way too far and mm-hmm. it was all downhill and it was steep. And those mm-hmm. two cows came and one came and I, I started running for my life. Mm. And one cow came up on one side and the other on the other. I could have literally reached out my hands and put my hands, each one of them, on a buffalo. And as I was running, each one of those buffalo were running right beside me, right with me. And all of a sudden, and this is the God's honest truth, and this is when everything really changed for me, all of a sudden I couldn't feel my feet anymore. All of a sudden I felt like I was floating. And by the time I got to the gate, and they stopped, and I, you know, I ran up to that gate, and all this, and I just stopped. And I went, "Oh my gosh!" And they just stood there, and they just looked at me, and that changed my life forever. Wow! And I always tell that story, and I call it "Running with Buffalo." 
I knew that they were not here. That was their way of saying, we are not here. You do not have to be afraid of us. We are here as your friends. We support Mm. you. We lift you up. Wow. Wow. That extraordinary experience is absolutely true, and it changed me forever. And the other extraordinary thing is when the herd got a little bigger, one of our, one of our cows, um, she was having trouble calving. And buffalo, when they calve, they calve very quickly. That baby hits the ground, is licked up, cleaned off, and, and has to be ready to roll really, really fast. And this cow, um, and because we didn't have very many, all of them had names, and she was very dear to us. And you could tell that, you know, you could see these little feet sticking out. But after a day, uh, we knew that she was in deep trouble. And they always mm. tell you that with buffalo, there's nothing you can do. You just have to put them down. You certainly can't can't assist them in any and way. This was the mother or the baby? The, the mother, you know, oh. there was a mother buffalo, and she was trying to, ha- she was trying to calve. Oh. And she was having trouble calving. And the baby wasn't coming out. Oh, wow. And it was stuck. And I just, and, you know, we're always told that you have to just put them down. You can't help, a, you can't assist a buffalo. So mm-hmm. very quickly, I will, I will share this. I absolutely said no. I called every vet in the country, and they all said, <laughs> are you crazy? <laughs> and I, and this one vet said, and I didn't, unbeknownst to me, it was a vet uh, for the Billings Zoo. And he, he, was, he said, well, I've never done this before. He says, but it's worth a try. Let me get my people. They got their, their tranquilizer guns, and here they came. And we went down into the pasture, and we started uh, tranquilizing the bulls so the bulls wouldn't come and try and protect the cow, and here we are tranquilizing all these other animals. <laughs> Meanwhile, the mother is so stressed. What I also didn't realize is that when you have a highly stressed animal, it neutralizes the tranquilizer. So she wasn't getting any more tranquil, and all the bulls are falling asleep. And we only had a few minutes in order to accomplish this, and it all went haywire. The bulls are waking up. She's still stressed. And so what I did was what I had learned to do was I sat down, and so did my mother. We sat down on the ground, and we just started telepathically sending messages. And I just told the bulls, you're going to have to get all the rest of the herd out of here. And then I just started talking to Missy. Missy was the cow, and I said, Missy, we're trying to help you. Please, 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 just lay down. Let us help you. Let this vet come up to you. Please, Missy, please. And to really condense the story, what happened was the bulls literally staggering. They were so funny. They were like they were drunk. (laughs) They literally got up and took the herd through a gate and left, and Missy stayed and laid down, and this vet... And most people do not believe this story. I have to have the vet to actually mm. verify it. He mm. did. He crawled up behind her, and he literally was able to get the calf out. The calf uh, was, had died, uh, but he was able to save her. And she laid there, and very, very conscious. She was obviously, you know, very, very, very sick. Uh, but she laid there and allowed him to do that. And then he came away, and we all cried and jumped up and down, and uh, she laid there for some time. He gave her medication and some shots, and she slept. And when we left, then the herd came in and surrounded her and laid down with her. And um, Missy lived to, uh, to have you know, other babies, and uh, wow. that was an incredible story. Again, life-changing for all of us. Wow, wow. And changed my, my level of trust and changed my belief in them and that they would communicate and they would teach me how to take care of them. 
Uh, and, you know, when these people come off the mountain, they have had an opportunity to get up close and personal because there's always those pets that are going to come up to the vehicles mm-hmm. and they're going to want their treats. And so they have an opportunity to get very up close and personal with these animals and look them in the eye. And I always tell them that, that the animals that, you know, that they're harvesting are usually, you know, they leave the herd and they back away and, you know, then the the trucks, they move on and, mm-hmm. and they have an opportunity uh, just, you know, to really, really watch their animals. And I tell them, see if you can feel that animal. And many times uh-huh. they do. They've seen that animal. If that animal has come in close and then moved back out again, trying to get their attention. Wow. And they can feel them. Wow. Tana, we'll have to go to break real quick and when we come back, let's continue. Thank you. Wow. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Jackie Chapman is a certified facilitator for Access Consciousness. She offers classes worldwide and is a global change agent seeking to raise the consciousness of the planet. If you're seeking for more, connect with Jackie through her website at JackieChapman.com for a list of her events, schedule, and to schedule classes in your area with her. Jackie offers dynamic private and group sessions, as well as business consultations via Skype, phone, and in person. JackieChapman.com. That's J-A-C-Q-U-E Chapman.com. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. What if you created your body to be the ultimate physical expression of you, the infinite being? Visit JackieChapman.com and explore the beautiful you class. This class explores the over 60 access consciousness energetic body processes designed to give you the invitation to the infinite possibilities of you. What if you being is the most beautiful sight this planet has ever seen? Find out more at JackieChapman.com forward slash beauty or click on the banner now. Your beautiful body is waiting for you to unleash its potential. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned to Conscious Life and Living with Jackie Chapman. Reach out to us today on the show by calling in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at JackieChapman.com. That's radio at J-A-C-Q-U-E-C-H-A-P-M-A-N.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Conscious Life and Living. I'm your host, Jackie Chapman, and today's topic is giving nature a voice. 
And we have on as our guest today, the incredible Tana Whitemore. And um, gosh, Tana, this, this whole program has been so expansive for me. I love connecting with animals and nature. And, and what you speak of is even more expansive than I could have even imagined. So thank you so much for all that you've been sharing today. And if you have more you want to talk about here, we have a few more minutes. And I'd love for you to share what you know. I would like, because there's always that question, you know, how, how can I really begin to understand this and how can I really participate and how can I expand, you know, this mm. in, my, in my own life? And I like to come from almost a scientific point of view because if it's something that uh, we can actually tangibly understand, then we, then we have more of an understanding of why we would do this. And we've mm. got to remember that everything in the universe is made up of molecules. And when we look at all of nature, we wonder how, how it is the order of all of that. And we look at the universe and, and how all things are born and how all things continue in this amazing natural mm. order. Well, it is all of those molecules are communicating with each other. There is a telepathic communication between all molecules in all universes. So everything from my body is already communicating with all the other molecules and with, with everything outside. So everything is communicating with everything else all at the same time. So mm. everything is already communicating telepathically. So the fact that humanity would consciously decide that we're not going to we're not going to have these conversations beyond just what we know in our our limited lives um, is actually to really keep us from the the greater picture. And mm-hmm. so, um, for us to understand that when you're talking to plants, some people will tell you my plants grow better because I talk <laughs> to them. It is because the you are literally telepathically talking to the molecules of that plant, and those molecules are responding to the love in your voice. To the music, to they, those plants totally understand that you're sending them love. Telepathy mm-hmm. is exactly that, sending whatever you want. So I would say to people, talk to your plants, talk to your animals, mm-hmm. and do so in a loving way, and then watch the response, because there is that. You will, when you walk into your home, remember that your home used to be trees, and that energy, mm-hmm. you can move energy around, but you can never kill it. So your house is still alive with all those trees that built it, and it has all the energy of those trees. And you can walk into your house and say, hello, trees, thank you for being my house, thank you for taking care of me. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how suddenly your home can start to become a warmer, more loving place, because you're literally talking to the molecules of your home, and your home is responding. Yes, I'm talking about inanimate objects, and we view everything as inanimate, but nothing is really inanimate. It just appears that way. There mm-hmm. is nothing that is actually solid in science that proves that. So I'm just saying begin your conversations and then just watch the nurturing feedback that nature will give you, whether you're talking about your home, your animals. It's the same as meeting, seeing someone every day and never speaking to them. And then one day you decide, I'm going to introduce myself. And now suddenly you've got a new friend. And now that friend Mm. becomes a best friend. That's really a great way to put that. Yes. It's an expanded. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, so much of it's just the acknowledging 
that you see, that you, you, you know. It is about acknowledging. <laughs> and you know, where, where it begins is acknowledging yourself and acknowledging that this is in your DNA, this is natural to you, this isn't something weird or metaphysical, it's natural. It's absolutely yeah. natural. And so the acknowledgement begins with ourselves, then others, and then, ah, what a nurturing, loving world we will see. <laughs> How does it get any better than that? <laughs> Absolutely. And you feel like a participant and you feel powerful in your and you feel as though you have a say. Yeah. And that you're being heard. That's important. It really is. Yeah. Wow. Well, this this wow, this has been such a gift to have you here today. I am so grateful to you. Thank you so much. Thank and you. Yeah, and can you tell our listeners if they want to get a hold of you or if you have anything coming up um, that you'd like to share um, about your ranch? Um, how would people connect with you? I, I think the, the most efficient way really is to you can go to our website, uh, which is sacredgroundinternational.org. Uh, sacredgroundintl.org or sacredgroundinternational.com. We have all of those. They're all linked together. Go to my website and you can uh, use the info at Sacred Ground, um, the link there to send us emails. Uh, We do have a telephone number, area code Mm 406-245-6070. Both of those are are good contacts. Uh, The email is a little bit uh, more convenient for me um, because when the phone starts ringing off the hook, it, it mm-hmm. gets a little overwhelming. And um, I, I would also um, like to say that right now we are going into our hunt season, so our programs now for the next several months are accommodating all of these hunts and all of these people through the winter months. Mm-hmm. So that is that is the season that we are in right now. Okay. And so you have programs in the summertime then that are different? Um, right now we are, we are doing a lot of new construction, so I have actually mm-hmm. taken uh, some time away from the programs. And, uh, but yes, by all means, stay in touch with us via email and uh, sign up for, well, we don't have it there yet, but we, we soon will be, you'll mm-hmm. be able to sign up for a newsletter. But just contact us via email and we'll stay in touch with you and keep you posted as far as what is upcoming, what programs, and, and I'm starting a new blog so that will be available so we can stay in touch that way as well. So, wow. And I bet your blog will have some stories on it. <laughs> it's all stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how does it get any better than that? Wow. Wow. Well, I will tell you I am changed just from this time here today and I am just full of gratitude to you and the buffalo, and we didn't even get into any other subjects that we could have talked about. There are so many different places we could play, mm-hmm. and thank you so much. And um, yeah, people um, can also connect on Facebook. Um, I think your links will all be on this the Voice America page as well as mine. Okay. Um, for Facebook, uh, you have LinkedIn. I have mm-hmm. LinkedIn. There's Twitter. Um, we can play with some conversations. Yeah. So, yeah. So how does it get any better than that? And you have all your websites, I believe, are listed um, also on the Voice America page also. Mm -hmm. So if anybody would like to get a hold of you there. So, wow. So is there anything? thank you. 
Yeah. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for, again, you know, this voice of nature. Uh, Thank you for allowing nature to to be able to speak through your show and to speak to all these people. And let let me leave you with one last note, and that is the most wonderful thing about nature is nature is here to love. Nature Mm. does love. Nature does give. By its very nature, it is giving and loving. And that is why, again, to open up this whole vast world is to open up to all of that love and to that uh, wonderful, wonderful way of being nurtured. You know how your pet nurtures you mm. and loves you, and, and all of nature is the same. And thank Jackie, you. Thank you for this great opportunity. Thank wow. you so much. Thank you so much. And how does it get any better than this? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making Conscious Life and Living a part of your day. Please join your host, Jackie Chapman, again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go, be kind, acknowledge what is, and remember to ask, if not you, then who? Who?